guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment. It is all greatly appreciated. So yes, if you have clicked on this, I am discussing Gossip Girl and yes, the 2021 um, installment of Gossip Girl. <laughs> I know you're probably like, wait a minute, is she going to talk about it? Is she not going to talk about it? Well, here we are. We are talking about it. We're a little bit late, but that's okay. We're late on purpose and I'm going to tell you why. But before I get into all that, I have to give my warnings just so like you're super aware of what you are about to step into. So this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. I have to keep myself on track so we can go all over the place. We will not go in a linear line. Um, if that is not your thing, then feel free to listen to a different podcast. That is 100,000% okay with me. <laughs> I will not be hurt. Um, also, there are spoilers. There are going to be spoilers for Gossip Girl 2021. Most likely will be spoilers for Gossip Girl, like, the original. <laughs> Which was what? When was that? 2006, 7? Whatever. Whenever that was. Um, there are most likely going to be spoilers for that as well. Although, they kind of spoiled it for you during the show. So, if you didn't watch the original one, then, like... I'm sorry, can't really help you there. Uh, what else? I think those are the main ones. So yeah, let's get into this. We're talking about Gossip Girl. Uh, why was this so late, Eva? Didn't Gossip Part 1, the first part of the season, end? Like, when was that? July or August or July? Um, we're late for a reason. It was August. We're late for a reason because... So when Gossip Girl first dropped, I was I was like, oh, okay, Gossip Girl. Like, I was like everyone else where I was like, oh, do we really need, did we really need to reboot Gossip Girl? Do we need to continue the story? I feel like we really didn't need to because we've kind of, since then, um, the space has been taken over by a lot of different shows who have kind of tackled um, the whole high school scene in very good ways and very bad ways. And we all know those ways because I talk about it. If you listen for a while, then you know majority of what I talk about on this podcast seems to center around um, high schoolers. <laughs> it's either Marvel or high schoolers. I don't even understand. But anyway, so, <laughs> so we talked about quite a bit here. And I don't think that there was like a space or gap that needed it needed to be filled by rebooting Gossip Girl because we've kind of occupied that space for a very, very long time. So this is one of those shows where it's like, oh, we got it, okay. If we didn't have it, I don't think anything drastically would have changed because even with this reboot, now this has given us feels of other shows like Euphoria, Riverdale, like all those kind of all mixed together. So it doesn't even really feel Gossip Girly anymore. It feels like some of these more current shows. So when it first dropped, I thought, which was very foolish of me, that they could just see, seeing that it's on HBO Max was very foolish of me to think that they were going to drop the full uh, season and not do it like week by week. I've talked about this for some reason with some shows. I just struggle with watching it week to week, um, especially if it's on a streaming service because one, the show's, my podcast is called Currently Binging because I like to sit and do like binges of shows. 
<laughs> and I like to say the week to week stuff more so for like network TV and stuff like that. So um, when I saw that it was week to week, then I was like, oh, okay, we'll give it a little bit um, of time because I also did not know that this was going to be split into two parts, which seems to also be a thing now um, where uh, specifically on HBO Max, where they're splitting the seasons and dropping one part and then we don't see the second part for like forever. They did that with Generation, they're doing it with Gossip Girl, um, some of the other shows that I'm watching right now that I haven't even talked about on here because I was expecting there to be a full season and then after realizing that <laughs> they were on break and we were still waiting for part two, I was like, at this point it doesn't even make sense to talk about it so we're just gonna have to wait. Um, but yeah, so that seems to be a thing. And I almost did the same thing with Gossip Girl because I was like, okay, how many, because at one point it had been about a few weeks and I was like, oh, how many episodes has it been now? I wouldn't check. And I was like, oh, it's about four episodes. And it's saying that this season is supposed to have 10 episodes. And so, or not 10, um, 12 episodes. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll wait a little bit. And then I was waiting and waiting. And then I went and checked again. I was like, Okay, it's saying six episodes, but it should be, I feel like it should be more than that. So then I Googled and that's when I found out that it was split in two parts. So that's why this is later <laughs> than normal. But I still wanted to talk about it because um, in Googling this, found out that part two isn't dropping until November. And so, I mean, I guess it's a little bit easier because usually a lot of times with binges, because it's so many episodes, you can only talk about so much so a lot of stuff gets left out whereas if it's split in two then you kind of focus on like that first half and then um when the second half comes then do that but then also it's like this is more on my side because it's like how do i title these <laughs> when i post them do i do like gossip girl season one part one i don't know we'll see we'll figure it out but anyway so I just watched it. Um, I binged all six episodes. I am surprised and not surprised to see the low ratings the show has been getting. Um, on IMDb is sitting at about a 5.3. Um, and I think it makes sense for a, multi for a multitude of reasons. The main one being, I think that a lot of people who watched the original Gossip Girl um, went either didn't watch this and left their rating and was like, this didn't need to be rebooted, blah, blah, blah. Um, or they watched it and they were like, this is completely different. This doesn't make sense. I think what hurts this, and I'm trying to look, because this, you know, sometimes on HBO Max, they will drop like the first three episodes in that first week. And then they will do um, like a single episode every week. For this one, they did not. They dropped it literally one episode a week. And I have notes on this because you guys know when I binge something, I have notes um, for it. I'm like taking notes as I'm watching it and I'm taking notes for every episode. And the first episode of this, I have a lot of notes on it. And I think that in, for, at least for this show, dropping it, had they dropped it with like the first three episodes and then did it week by week, I think it could have swayed some people to continue to watch to see what happens post that first episode but the fact that they only dropped that first episode and then you have to wait a week to watch the next episode I think hurt it hurt it <laughs> I think hurt them <laughs> because the first episode was very I don't want to say hard to watch but 
there were a lot of issues with that first episode and had I watched this like as they were dropped really seeing the episodes I don't even know if I would have continued to watch post the first episode because I literally while the first episode was going on was like do I actually really want to watch this <laughs> I was like I don't know that I want to continue to watch this show because it was very um it was very problematic so I mean, I'm trying to see how we do this. So there were a lot of call-outs to like the old Gossip Girl. Um, just around like, we hear Nate Archibald get name dropped in this. We hear Dan get name dropped in this. Serena and Blair get name dropped a lot throughout uh, this first half of the season. Uh, the kids are already heavily into social media. So duh, cause it's 2021. So we're gonna see a lot of that. that seems to be the drive into I don't want to say bringing Gossip Girl back but this is a show that is in 2021 so like now we're talking like Gen Z and all that and social media is very much a part of their daily lives like literally every single day y'all know me personally struggle with <laughs> social media so like that's not even um something that I can understand like like people talk about oh I need to take a social media detox I'm like I've been detoxing for the past like two three years <laughs> specifically the past year I think this um pan situation uh was kind of like the foot that forced that like kicked me over um the edge into being like oh I don't really need to be on social media every single day so yeah, so we have that, but I think the thing that, and I didn't really read a lot of the comments. I'm just speculating what some of the issues were, what that could have been why this is getting really low um, reviews or comments. The kids are, none of the kids are very likable. <laughs> like off the gate, the first episode, there aren't really like, you can find a flaw with a lot of them and there are some especially if you keep watching it kind of um evens out because some of the ones who you're like oh actually they might not be so bad but then you get towards the end of where we wrapped up and you're like oh wait no they're all trash like all the kids are trash <laughs> none of them are really likable uh they're very disrespectful and i even wrote that down um, I wrote, so the school became very disrespectful and uncontrollable. And then that's when they were like, oh, well, um, the teachers were talking about Gossip Girl and how previously the, they used to have Gossip Girl, which kind of helped keep the kids in line, which I was like, I don't know how accurate that is. I just think that they were more focused on just trying to figure out who Gossip Girl was, where, I don't know, they never really came off as being highly disrespectful which seems to be a thing in a lot of these teen shows today is that the kids are just just horrible towards adults and parents <laughs> and i just and i just think it's more so um an example of the time than it is of there not being a gossip girl but they use that they use gossip girl as a reason why the kids have become very disrespectful and they said that she essentially scared all the kids straight and so initially before introduced to the teachers, I'm like, are we going to go along the same lines of Gossip Girl OG? We're just going to call it Gossip Girl OG um, and have our new girl, which you guys know I had to write all these kids names down because when we have these shows that have these big kid casts, 
it's easy for me to forget um, all of their names. But, okay, I was like, no, I did write their names down. Why can I not find them? Um, but we had Zoe who shows up as like this new kid. I'm like, oh my gosh, are we gonna do the same thing? Whereas the new kid who's the one who becomes Gossip Girl, but they quickly throw that out the door because the teachers are the one who, who are Gossip well, who is Gossip Girl because Gossip Girl is one and there's a bunch of teachers. But I thought that that was an interesting way to go about um, it this time around. The concept is interesting. If you only watch this first episode, then I can see why you would be like, this is dumb. I wouldn't want to watch this. This doesn't make sense. Um, it's not exciting. Like I can, I can hear the 10,000 reasons why you would write that this show sucks just based off the first episode. <sighs> because I wrote, I wrote, this is comical so many times before <laughs> this first episode. <laughs> um, but I feel like the teachers acting in this wasn't as strong and convincing enough for me to feel like they were going to take this whole Gossip Girl thing and make it work. It just felt very juvenile, very um, flat-footed, like they were unsure of like if this was the right way to go and it wasn't really convincing. Uh, I thought I wrote this down, but the first episode which I don't think I did. But the first episode, I don't know, it just felt like very much so like a pilot episode where it's kind of like everyone's trying to figure out how things are going and trying to figure out how everyone fits in with everyone else. And like, it just doesn't seem as strong uh, acting wise as some of the later episodes usually tend to be after like that first initial episode. So that's kind of what I was getting with that. Um, also the teachers made me feel really, really old and I'm not gonna say my age. You can probably figure out what my age is from other, um, episodes. I'm in my thirties, but I'm not like old, <laughs> but, um, they just made me feel very old because the first post they're like, oh, we're going to post it on Twitter and like no one reacts to it. And they're like, oh, that's because these kids aren't on Twitter. Um, Twitter for all people <laughs> they're on Instagram so then that's when they moved on to Instagram and I was just like oh my gosh I feel like an ancient person like watching these teachers try to navigate and then it also made me start to think about myself because I'm like oh my gosh I can essentially be one of these kids teachers and then I started thinking about like oh my gosh this is how much older I am from an 18 year old that I can literally like be their teacher and that's insane to me. And this girl, um, the main teacher, I don't know why I want to call her Katie, probably because I just got done talking about Shang-Chi and Katie is on my brain, but it's Kate. <laughs> Kate, um, she's supposed to be 24, which we don't find out until like a later episode that she's actually 24. Um, but in real life, she's like the same age as well. Cause I was like Googling the, these actors because some of them I've seen the things some of them I haven't um a lot it's a lot of new faces I think the only ones who I've actually seen in anything I've seen Eli Brown who is playing Obi I've seen Thomas Dowdery Dowdery you guys know I jack up names oh my gosh it's so bad um who plays Max and yeah 
think those are the only ones I've seen. Like when I saw them on screen, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen them in other things before. Everyone else is pretty much new. Um, or they could have been something I've seen and it just was like something minor. So it wouldn't really stand out to me to be like, oh, I saw them in that. But there are a lot of faces that look like I've seen them in things, but I haven't. I, they just look like other um, actors. And I'm just like, oh, no, it's not them. It's actually someone else. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the first episode was a struggle. Because it's the teachers then but being like, okay, well, we're going to bring Gossip Girl back. They bring Gossip Girl back. It's very cringy watching them um, try to be Gossip Girl and get all this information on these kids to post as Gossip Girl. And I immediately had questions. I was like, so how do they think that they're not going to get caught? Um, if someone really wanted to find out who it was, they could trace it back to them by like IP address and all that. But apparently uh, the guy, teacher, Mr. Or I'm not going to call him Mr. We're just going to say Jordan <laughs> is like the head of IT or the science, IT teacher. I don't know. So he's taking care of all that. Um, but even when we have, because we're introduced to these two sisters, and I actually wrote in my um, first note for this first episode was like, oh, I'm immediately interested in the sister story because it was like, you see both girls on the screen. We don't know that they're sisters yet, but they both have a picture of the same woman. So I'm like, oh, they must be half sisters. And then you kind of hear um, a little bit about like, oh, something happened with their dads and their mom and that's why they've never met each other and their mom is no longer here and so I was like oh okay I'm kind of interested in the story but then we get to like how the story actually ends up playing out and I'm just like um oh. I feel like we could have gone a whole bunch of different directions with this but whatever because the teachers are like well Gossip Girl needs like a pair that they can put against, pit against each other similar to um Blair and Serena in Gossip Girl OG and so they decided to use Zoe and Julian because they are sisters, they're half sisters, and they already kind of have this, um, what is it? Not resistance, but they have this like line of separation because they haven't grown up together and they are just meeting each other for the first time so they can create drama with that, which is unfortunate, but um, that's just the way that the story went. And of course we have Obi who finds himself in the middle, which I was like, this is not going to end well at all for anyone. If we're going to put Obi between these two sisters, y'all know, I get in my feelings when we start talking about like family relationships and then friend relationships. Like to me, there's just some things that we shouldn't intermix. I don't care how much Julian was like, oh, it's fine. You can be with Obi or whatever to Zoe. Like at the end of the day, that was not the case. First of all, you're talking about someone who has known this person all, essentially all her life and has been with this person for a good portion of her life. And then her half sister shows up and then he leaves her for for her half sister and you think there's not going to be anything that comes up in the future about that. Like, I just think that's unrealistic. Um, it shows how naive <laughs> all these kids are to think that that, that, that was going to end well. Cause we see how we ended everything for part one, that it doesn't because Obi and, um, Zoe 
never really felt like a couple because it always felt like there was just something in the way of them being able to fully be like the couple that they wanted to be for it to all get to the um, end of episode six and then Obi and Julian are like kissing each other. So like we already knew that that's where we were heading. So it didn't really make sense, um, which is why I'm like, I don't really want to talk about them or this like whole triangle because it just seemed like a whole waste of energy um, to put in to this whole group um, for it to be the driving, like the main driving story. But we have all these other kids in here as well as the teachers, which is why I was saying, I think it's interesting that the, that we have the teachers as Gossip Girl because with Gossip Girl OG, we focus so much on all the kids and then like essentially their parents because it was their parents. We never really looked at any of the teachers. I can't remember ever seeing or at least I can't remember a story that involved a teacher from their school. Whereas here, you, it feels like you're mixing up a little bit more because now you're talking about like two generations in a way <laughs> that we're kind of focusing on um, because we have like the super young generation with like the Gen Z and then you have a little bit of millennial in there with the teachers and then the, the um, kids' parents because I just cannot... I don't think that their parents are that old. I feel like they have to be in like their thirties or whatever. Um, or at least Zoe's father. They don't look that old to me <laughs> in this, but who knows? Um, but anyway, so yeah, so a lot happened in the first episode, the music. Oh my gosh. I did write this down. I was like, the social media is going to irritate me and probably the music you guys know I love music in these shows that's one of the things that I love about a lot of these teen shows is that they use current music but it felt very much so especially in this first episode like they were using these very current songs because they could use it and not necessarily because it made sense to use it and I don't know if I'm explaining it well or if that makes sense but it was very irritating <laughs> and I was just like oh, okay, like it doesn't really make sense for the song to be here. Are we just using it because we can? And they had like very current songs throughout. Like you'll watch like a Riverdale or something like that and they have current songs, but it's like, oh, somebody who you don't really know, but the song sounds familiar. Whereas, or they may have a song that we actually do know, but for the most part, it's more so a song that sounds familiar, but the artist you may not really know. Whereas this one we had like, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish. Um, there were some other songs that really stood out, but I was just like, oh, we have like heavy hitters. <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna use these songs because they probably paid a heck of a lot of money to use the songs. <laughs> so they're like, we're gonna make these songs work. Um, but anyway, so that was the first episode. And then we have this whole like additional layer in here where the friends, Julian's friends are like, <laughs> they're friends that I wouldn't want to have, want to be friends with. Like Audrey, we have Aki, I should just name all the kids. So we have Zoe and Julian who are the Zoe, Zoya. Oh my gosh. Why did I write Zoe? Zoe and Zoya. <laughs> Where did I get Zoe from? Or maybe it autocorrected because I write this in, um, like pages so it must have autocorrected when I 
wrote down Zoya. I don't know why it would though. But we have Zoya, Julian, Obi, Max, Audrey, Aki, Luna, Monet. Luna and Monet are like next level mean girls. <laughs> to the point where it's just like you don't really understand. I don't think they ever really explain, especially Monet's um drive to be so mean. It's just like they're managing uh what's her name? Julian's social media as if it's their job with the expectation that this is gonna build their career in the future. I'm like, this is a lot of pressure on like seven, sixteen, seventeen year olds. I still don't really know how old these kids are. The only one I know is Max is seventeen. Um because it's actually his age is actually said and Zoya is like 15, 16, because she's a freshman. The other kids, I'm assuming they have to be like 16, 17, since Max is 17, and they're all um, really close friends, and they all grew up together, so that's why I'm like, oh, they must be 16, 17. But I'm like, this is a lot of pressure to put on a bunch of teenagers to be like, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to manage my friends' social media, and this is going to essentially launch my career. So Monet's whole like drive to be like, Oh, we need to she we need to show her who's on top. You need to get back on as being the one on top of everything and letting Monet and Luna take the reins as far as deciding what that looks like. So the whole thing that happened at the fashion show, which I literally wrote, I was like, did they ever show us what the video was that they took and shared with everyone? Because I don't remember seeing it and I still don't know what it was. And I can only hypothesize what I think it was. <laughs> but like we had that. Um, and I don't know, it's just, they were just very, very mean for no reason. And I just feel like then you're creating these one dimensional characters who are only there for one purpose and there's not really any backstory around them. So Monet and Luna, I feel like those are two who I'm kind of like, I need a little bit more information on who they are or who they're supposed to be because right now what I'm seeing is them being like there for one purpose and one purpose only and that's to be like resistance towards Julian building this relationship with her sister which I it's just insane to me how much against all of her friends were for her to build a relationship with her actual blood sister it, it just made no sense to me so there was that. Audrey is a very, again, I told you, pretty much all these kids are very unlikable. Audrey is very unlikable. Um, we saw her and Aki from the beginning. We're struggling. Uh, and I'm not even going to get into, like, the whole teenagers having sex thing because, like, that's been on TV at least since I can remember. So that's not even the thing. I think it's more so, like, how intimate or how... Um, What's the word? I won't say aggressive, but how how much into it that we get is more the issue I think than it is of seeing like, oh, these teenagers are having sex because like teenagers have sex. That's not even the thing. I think it's just more so how um, vulgar seems so vulgar. <laughs> but like how much into that sex scene like we're getting? Cause like, I think I use, um, like Riverdale a lot as the example because it's on CW so there's only so far that they can go and they go pretty as much as far as they can get 
Um, but if you compare that to like something like, I'm trying to think of something that's a little more softer than a Riverdale, which is escaping me at the moment. But if you like take like a Riverdale love scene and you put that next to a love scene in Gossip Girl next to a love scene in that ballet um, show that I always talk about on Netflix. <laughs> that was just like, literally made me feel uncomfortable. Um, I think that's probably as deep off the deep end that you can go that ballet show. Riverdale is probably straddling between um, the middle and kind of light. And so then I would say like Gossip Girl is probably more towards the middle, a little over the middle of like the lines between very, very G to very, 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 very MA. <laughs> like the ballet show from Netflix. If you don't, I need to, I, clearly the show was just insane that I don't even remember the title of it because I can never remember the title of it. I just always say that ballet show. <laughs> on Netflix because those sex scenes I was just like oh my gosh these are literally teenagers like not even like 17 18 year olds they were like 16 15 year old teenagers with very very graphic there we go graphic is the word I was looking for with very very graphic sex scenes and I was just like this feels very uncomfortable to watch um Gossip Girl I think they weren't they, they didn't really feel as graphic as I think that they probably could go. There were some moments where I was just like, and it's more so because the only one we seem to see having sex is Aki and um, Audrey at least attempting to have sex and then Max. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's that, but it's still like we're in their sex life and they're like 16, 17 year olds, but Whatever, it's not as bad as it could be. But the one thing that is bad, or before I even move on to that, Audrey, very, very um, irate. <laughs> I don't even know that's a good word for her, but like, she's very mean. She's um, not very much, she's not very much aware of other people. She's very self-focused. So how do things affect her? Especially when you see her interactions with her mom, very disrespectful and I was just like I don't care what's going on with your mom or whatever but my mom could be in bed from depression if I ever would have came to her with the level of disrespect that Audrey came to her mom that depression would have fell away so quickly and my life would have been taken away from me in that moment because there is just no way these kids are so disrespectful I don't understand it so she was just like uh and the only one who seems to be like one year like oh okay he doesn't seem too bad. It's Aki. He seems very um, self-aware. I literally wrote this uh, in my notes, which closed on me. But I literally wrote, if I can find it, about Aki, which I can't find it. But essentially, I wrote that um, he seems to be the only voice of reason throughout this entire series. <laughs> like when Audrey is saying anything about her mom negative, he's like there to be like, well, if you think about it from this perspective, um, which was very helpful. He also did that with Max, when Max was involved with Rafa, who was his teacher, 
which I was like, oh my gosh, can we, can I get a teen show that doesn't have a student in a relationship with a teacher? Like, are we trying to say that this is a common thing? Because I hope it's not. <laughs> like, I really hope it's not. Because when it first, when we first see peaks of this relationship, Rafa was very much like against the like, no, you're my student, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, thank God. I think we're not going to like go down that road, at least for a little bit. I'm assuming we're eventually going to get there, but at least it sounds like Rafa is trying to be the adult in this situation, only to come to find out that no, he's actually been messing around with his senior students for like years now. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, oh my gosh, can ugh. the teacher student relationships really irritate me? And then the fact that even though Max's dad's, Max's dad's, or Max's dad's, I don't know. Even though his dads are currently going through like their whole separation or whatever. If my child came to me and was like, one, their teacher like reached out to me and invited me to their house. And from that, I took into account that, or I came to the conclusion that I think this teacher is having a relationship with my child. And then my child later confirms that they were having a relationship with their teacher. I think that I would react very differently than how his dad reacted when he told him that. As in, we're going to the school, we're about to shut shit down. Like life is about to be over for this teacher because you're supposed to be the adult and you're taking advantage of my child in this situation. But his father was just super like chill about it. And I was just like, that is not realistic. I don't think it's realistic. I'm sure there are moments or there are instances where there are parents who may act that way. But like, no, we're going to the school. We're shutting shit down because this is totally inappropriate. So I felt some type of way with how his father reacted when he told him that he was having a relationship with his teacher. Uh, I also wrote down <laughs> that Rafa is a predator. <laughs> with multiple R's because like he's fucking disgusting um what else who else did we not talk about in this um the whole thing that happened when uh I was supposed to call her Audrey when Monet essentially outed what the, what Zoya and Julian's costumes were going to be and then it was like oh I quit I'm gonna be like the other two girls from the other schools like matter I don't even know what she is consultant <laughs> I was just like this is all a bit much for um high school but I mean whatever that's how you guys feel about it uh the whole scene where the whole episode we're introduced to Simon who's supposed to be this kid that Zoya runs into and I was just like Zoya girl this seems very suspect all of a sudden you run to this kid who seems to be everywhere that you're going and has all these interests similar to you and seems to be he says he's not into gossip girl but seems to be asking you very specific questions about gossip girl and your antennas are not going off like hmm this doesn't seem right so like i don't fault uh ob for like doing some digging to figure out who he really is because you know that makes sense but <laughs> i'm also like zoya girl you cannot i get it you're like supposed to be a freshman or whatever but you're you're in the big city now and these kids are ruthless and I'm gonna need you to get a little bit more uh, awareness to be able to tackle tackle the everyday life that is going to take to be at the school um, I will say Zoya is more likable than um, 
Julian is. Like Julian comes off initially as, oh, maybe she could be likable, but when you see like her decisions early on and letting her friends kind of like take the reins and making her look better, then it's kind of like, no, there's something, there's something under there that's kind of like a bully. Even when we got to the episode of Zoya's birthday and how that all played out and then the whole, um, when the whole video is exposed and we find out that she left her other school because she's being bullied. And then Julian like turns it around and is like, well, I'm a bully and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, mm, yeah, you are a bully, but I don't know that I'm buying what you're trying to sell to all these kids, which of course they all bought into. But then like she essentially like overnight is trying to be like this better person who's more interested in like politics and um, issues that affect her daily. Like we saw her talking to all the different um, reps from the different companies was like, I want to work with someone who works, who's about putting um, black women's um, opinions out there and it's going to let me do what I want to do and all this other stuff. But then it's kind of like, they're still teenagers, so it's like, duh. But it's still kind of like, you're still kind of being a little bit who we, who it is that we saw that you were because you're kind of, the way that you're going about um, navigating Zoya and Obi's relationship seems very much so like it's because you're interested in how it the outcome is is for you versus how the outcome is for them and it's a little more so like you still have feelings for him which granted if you do that's fine just you should have let been very vocal about that from the beginning and no one to fault to you for it because like i said you've known this person essentially your whole life and you were with him for a huge chunk amount of time so it would make sense that you would still have those feelings and it wouldn't go away overnight. But like the way you're going about this just seems very much so like you're trying to be secretive or like sabotage their relationship in a way. Um, is how it came up to me. But yeah, so then it all leads to, and then Obi, which again, I keep saying that I don't think that any of these kids are that likable outside of like Aki and then I say Aki is probably the most likable and then possibly Zoya um but we get to see even more of Obi in the final episode because that's when his mom visits and I literally wrote the first note that I have for that episode is Obi is kind of a bad boyfriend <laughs> like he really is and it was really frustrating to watch and you kind of felt for Zoya, even though you're like, oh, she's very, she's very aggressive with these parents. But I mean, it makes sense just considering how Obi is reacting and acting. He's very passive in this situation. And then he like essentially attacks Zoya for trying to call him out on it. But then he takes uh, Julian's advice and is like, oh, maybe I do need to be more aggressive about what I want it was just like like I did, this is why I was like I, we should not have had this triangle because there was only one way that it was going to go and that was the way that uh Obi and Julian were going to be together because like it just that makes the most sense so whatever um Max I do want to talk about Max I talked about him a little bit with his whole relationship with Rafa but he is essentially supposed to be like our Chuck Bass of this season. And he very much so gives gives Chuck Bass, but in a more 2021 way. Whereas he's um, 
Chuck Bass, I can't remember. I feel like we only really saw him with girls, but I could just be not remembering every encounter that he had. But like this, this uh, Max, first of all, he has a one syllable first and last name, Max Wolf. And uh, he's very much knows who he is sexually and personality wise and he gives into that um or he lives in that truth whereas he um I don't know that he ever says that he's bi but I'm assuming that that's what he is or you know he can be whatever he wants to be but I'm just making assumptions because we do see him in relationships with both men and women but he tends to be more so with men than women um at least from what we've seen so far. And then he also has two dads, which is different um, from Gossip Girl OG because any of the, none of the kids had same-sex parents. So we get to see um, some of that going on. I think the similarities between this Gossip Girl and Gossip Girl OG is that we do get to still see some of these kids' lives. I think that there is more that we need to see to help better define who some of these characters are. We've seen Zoya and Julian's um, home life because, you know, they're like our main, main cast or like our our two title characters. Um, we started to see a little bit of, what's his name, Obi's. Max, we've seen a lot of because we've been dealing with his parents going through a separation. Audrey, we've seen a lot because her mom has been depressed with losing her business and all of that. Um, but I think there's still more there that we need to flesh out. I think so with a lot of these kids, to be completely honest. Aki, we just got a glimpse into. Like, Aki and Obi, for some reason, we were just now getting a glimpse into their home life. But I have a feeling, especially Aki's home life, may come more into focus in the second half. Or at least I'm hoping so, because that will help us help give him a little more character, if you will. Um, but the ones who we just have not really seen anything of is Luna and Monet. And they're coming out very, very one dimensional at the moment. And I need a little bit more from them to kind of like round out their characters. Uh, but that's all the kids. Let's talk about the teachers really quickly. These teachers, I wrote so many notes about them throughout this uh season <laughs> just watching them trying to figure out who gossip girl is and get the voice of gossip girl which fyi is being voiced by kristen bell and i was like listening i was like why does gossip girl sound like the exact same gossip girl voice from gossip girl og and then i was like oh it's kristen bell and i was like wait did she voice gossip girl um originally in According to IMDb, she did. It's uncredited, but I was like, she had to because this is the exact same voice. Like, I know that voice. I, You guys don't understand. I watched Gossip Girl religiously from beginning all the way to the end. And that voice, you know you love me, XOXO, Gossip Girl. Like, that voice is very distinct. <laughs> and I was like, this is the same voice. So it is Kristen Bell. Um, which I thought was cool to have her like be kind of the tie-in because like gossip, like they say, as the teachers are trying to figure out what, um, how to go about gossip girl and who, what her voice is and all that, like Kate does say, like her voice is very distinct and it is very distinct in writing, but also when you hear it, 
it's just like, oh, that's Gossip Girl. So that's the one thing I will say. They are very consistent with the voice of Gossip Girl, as in like how she sounds, the way like they construct her messages and all of that. Um, but these these teachers, I wrote, they're ruthless. <laughs> we saw them literally taking each other out, like. They threw that one teacher under the bus when they, uh, when the like the black suits or whatever showed up to figure out who was Gossip Girl or whatever before Gossip Girl went like citywide <laughs> to try to like take all the pressure off of Gossip Girl being someone at their school. But they threw their te that one teacher under the bus, <laughs> like literally set her up and she lost her job. Uh, they were about to freaking throw Rafa under the bus when they got that video from that Max sent in of them having sex. But of course, Rafa had access to the account at that point, so he deleted it. So we'll see where that goes when we come back for part two. Um, what else did they do? <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes again from episode one, and I wrote, These kids are insufferable. <laughs> Again, that's why I'm like, if you, I think they probably shot themselves in the foot doing, releasing this one episode at a time because that first episode was hard to get through. It was really hard. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Episode three, Lies Wide Shut. I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote, these kids are explosive. Because they were just, they're like taking time bombs where everything will be fine. And then they just like go off. Oh my gosh. But I wrote these teachers are ruthless. I believe that was the same episode when they threw their friend under the bus and got her, um, got her fired. Oh, I wrote the resistance didn't last long in episode four for Max and Rafa. And Rafa. I wrote these two teachers are about to fuck shit up. This was episode four. Fire walks with Z. Oh, oh, oh. I think this was the birthday episode when um, Kate had to write her paper and then Jordan and the other teacher who's like the administrative assistant, which, what is her name? Wendy. They took over uh, running Gossip Girl for the day and they were like, because Kate has is more so, I think she struggles more with like, her personal feelings versus her um, like unbiased professional opinions or feelings because she seems to be heavily invested in Zoya's life. Like she was on the board or, or on the panel to get Zoya into the school. Zoya says that she is one of her favorite teachers. She's been like helping to tutor her at her house. She's been building a relationship with Zoya's dad. So like. Of course, she has all these personal um, feelings and things invested into uh, Zoya. So she seems to be a little more biased when it comes to some of the stories that they get. And then we have the whole moment when Jordan, like, apparently had feelings for her, which I'm sorry, but, like, I was getting the feeling that Jordan was, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just wouldn't have thought that he was into her. Like, I didn't really get that until... Um, that moment where he was like trying to ask her out and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally would have not seen that coming at all, like at all. <laughs> and so then he was like, oh, you need to cut things off. You need to keep it professional. Talking about Zoya's dad. Otherwise, like you can never be, um, unbiased when it comes to like posting 
for Gossip Girl because like you're starting to become a story versus like creating the stories. And so we see her like cut things off with him. But um, so she's always kind of struggled. Whereas the other two, Jordan and Wendy, just be like, oh, this is juicy. We need to post it right now. <laughs> and so that, was, that whole episode is when she was like writing her paper and they had total control. And that's when they, um, it was Zoya's birthday and they were literally like giving into all the drama that was going on and helping to create some of the drama between the two sisters uh, throughout that day, which was so funny. Um, and that's when we also found out that their mom died giving birth to Zoya because she had lupus and um, which is very sad because like Zoya blames herself for her mom dying because she's like had her mom not had her she would still be alive and all this um other stuff and so it's hard for her to want to celebrate her birthday because like that's the memory that she has associated with it and it was just like all the stuff that was happening that day and no one seemed to be um aware that it could be how she would feel especially julian didn't really make sense to me and even her friend julian's friends because they knew her mom passed I'm assuming they had to know some of like why, how her mom passed or whatever, since they seem to know everything about her and Zoya not having a relationship, that I would think that they would have all been a little bit more sensitive, but you know, I guess I'm just asking for too much <laughs> from this show. Uh, what else did these two teachers do? Oh, we had the gun incident in episode five. That's when we um, were introduced to Simon, the student slash reporter, or the non-student, I should say, slash reporter. And uh, that's when Kate was like struggling, struggling with if they should continue to do the whole Gossip Girl thing. But then she like came to, to it at the end and was like, no, I am not your parent. I am not your guardian. Like if you bought a gun to school, that's because you wanted to bring a gun to school. That is not gonna be blamed on me. I was like, yes, you're sounding like me in some of these episodes, on some of these podcast episodes, when I be having to bring these parents to task because they wanna file complaints with about TV shows and things and not monitor what their kids are watching. <laughs> but I, you guys know, I live for that moment because I was like, that's all very true. Uh... And that's when we found out that how old Max is 17 because he had made it seem like he was 18 earlier on when he's talking to Rafa because he was like, I'm of age or whatever. But and so I'm like, oh, is he 18? But it's like, even if you are 18, like he's still your teacher. So it's still very much so like something that you shouldn't do. But then I was like, no, he's 17. So I was like, how do you think being 17 makes you of age? No, it doesn't. You're still underage. And therefore, like, no. <laughs> uh yeah i think that's everything that i wanted to talk about oh the one thing i did want to say because when we opened this they were like oh they have been doing zoom during class through zoom for the past year and i was like oh my gosh is this another show that's gonna somehow interweave the pandemic into things and i was just like oh my gosh i literally cannot um but they literally mentioned it and then it was like it would come up every once in a while but like, it was like, it didn't even happen. And so I wrote as a note, I was just like, I love how the TV world has moved on from the pandemic, but we're still here in real life, just trying to survive. <laughs> it's like, oh, that whole pandemic thing. Oh, that was so long ago. We don't even wear masks. Like, we don't talk about it. Like it was a year of just, that just didn't exist. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's 
Of course, of course. And then we have some cameos as well. We got a cameo from Billy Porter, who we saw him as a performer at one of the parties that the kids were at. Oh, there's one other thing I do want to talk about before I wrap up. And then we also saw Carla Hall, um, the chef. She was the chef or the home chef for uh, Max and his dad's. The one thing I did want to talk about was the seemingly constant flow of alcohol for these very underage kids. I'm like, is this real life? Does this really happen in New York? Because to me, it seems very unrealistic that all these kids can go to all these different, I don't care how much money you have. It just seems unrealistic to me that they can all go to all these different like society clubs and like all these things just have open access to the bar and people are just pouring, pouring them drinks and not asking questions like some of the having like a glass of wine or whatever with their parent at dinner that makes more sense to me because that's their parent being like oh you can have a glass of wine you want to have a glass of wine even though there are they are underage but going to these businesses and just being able to easily access alcohol and no one is saying anything to me does not seem realistic uh, so yeah, I didn't want to point that out, but I think that's it. I actually talked, this was way longer. I say this all the time, but this was honestly way longer than I thought it was going to be of an episode. <laughs> so I'm going to end things here. I want to know what you guys thought about this first half of Gossip Girl. Did you make it? I'm assuming you made it past the first episode. If you listen to this, are you going to return and watch the second half? of the season, what rating would you give this? Is it really like a five point something show or should it be a little bit higher? Let me know, I wanna know all your thoughts and I will talk to you in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently on Instagram and at currently Twitter. Also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on and I'll talk to you in the next one.